Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Kimberly Osgood, your host of Smart Money Moves, and our topic today is the financial learning lessons of building a business. And our very, very special guest today is Ms. Michelle Berkwith with Connected Women of Influence. Good afternoon, Michelle. How are you? Well, hey, Kimberly. Excited to be on your show. So happy Friday. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. I think we're going to have a great show. Now, I did mention our our topic is financial learning lessons of building a business. But before we get to our topic, tell us a little bit more about yourself, your business, what you do, and so on. (laughs) I love that. Well, um, just happens to be that Connected Women of Influence is who the Women Lead Radio Show is all a part of. But what Uh um, our company is is that Connected Women of Influence is an association, a professional association for women who are leaders in business, and so we gather and converge together and have wonderful kind of initiatives and programs that, you know, not only elevate exposure for women business owners and women who are leading people or projects or teams, we have meetings, we gather together, but our whole goal is to connect with awesome business women, build fabulous relationships in terms of cultivating, you know, just wonderful partnerships and relationships, and the ultimate goal is that you know, our members collaborate and, you know, do opportunities together or get exposure through CWI. So it's been 15 years of an amazing journey, and you are a key part of that as well. So thank you for being a host and for having me as your guest today, which I don't get to do very often. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, now, uh, we want to talk about some learning lessons from starting a business. Now, I know uh, over the past <laughs> 30 years you started three businesses, right? I have, and I can tell you we need about a five-hour show to go through all the learning (laughs) lessons, but we'll stick with the important ones because there's many that I've learned for the financial way. So, yeah, Uh, yeah. So give us some of those learning lessons um, uh, that you've learned, um, some lessons that you've learned from starting the business. I think you sold two, right? I I sold one, um, and the first one was helping everybody else build their businesses. So my three companies were when I first started as a small business owner was – I bought a franchise, but I ended up specializing from my banking background in writing business plans for either businesses who were looking for financing or angel Mm -hmm. investments. And it was great. I mean, I did it for eight years, and then I got tired of building other people's businesses. So, you know, and, and then the second one was a corporate gift business, and now, and that was for about nine years, and then Connected Women of Influence has been around for 15 years. So, I feel Mm -hmm. like there's certain things I do right, but my gosh, there's so many learning lessons. And one, based on what you asked about, that just stands out for me. I mean, it's going to sound silly and funny, but, you know, they always say, remember to not spend the money until it's in the bank account. But I remember (laughs) early on in my corporate gift business, I I had this one client who had bought a gift basket, and it was $26. I even remember the amount, $26.94. And she 
did not pay the bill. And it was one of those things where you went, oh, my gosh, like I knew her in the business community. She kept saying, hey, my company will pay the bill. They didn't. This was going on months and months and months. And, you know, I, I really struggled with it. After about six or seven months, we finally got paid for it. But I thought, oh, my gosh, how much time you know, did I spend chasing this teeny little invoice? It could have been thousands or whatever, but a really good friend of mine who had a baby food manufacturing business he shared with me, he goes, Michelle, do you want to know the million-dollar question in business? And that this will take care of ever having an invoice situation again. And I was like, what? I'm paying attention. Let me know. What is that question? <laughs> and he said, hear me now. He goes, this is the this is a million-dollar question to ask any customer when they buy from you. And I went, I'm listening. Tell me. And he goes, what credit card would you like to use today? And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> Like that is because it's like it's easy. It's so simple. It doesn't tell people how would you like to pay. It just leads people right in. And this was the beginning of the days where, you know, it was pretty much people were putting businesses on everything subscription based and whatever. But I carry that with me today because we just had very little or no invoicing problems going forward because the question was always, you know, what credit card would you like to use today or debit card? And that made that so easy so I wasn't invoicing people and chasing invoices as a small business. So big learning lesson. That one was all about the money part. Right. That's excellent. Yeah, I mean, because in today a lot of people are using debit cards or using their credit cards, uh, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, Many even myself, I very seldom write checks. You know, I um, pay a lot of my bills online, any business expenses. I have the automatic drafts. Uh, they pull the yep. money out, you know, off of my debit card. And that's, that's, very, that's a very important lesson. So any individuals that are out there who are running around invoicing people and trying to get money from one or two clients, what credit card would you like to use today? That's very important. <laughs> a million-dollar question. <clears throat> I should say multi-millions at this point. So that, that has worked for years. Now, are there any other lessons that you've learned in, in your business experience? Oh, tons. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the other big one, I, I think, you know, knowing as a small business owner, and this is from my banking background, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know it, but you don't know it until you realize it. But most people, you know, for me, when I when you start a business or I started a business, you know, the first couple years, you're thinking, oh, we're just going to bang out our sales. We're just going to have, you know great years. It's just going to take us a little bit of time to get our footing and go go crazy. But most small business owners overestimate what they think they can do in sales. And a lot of that right. is based on me as the owner and my, you know, my business development and sales skills. So that said, I think one of the things that have been so important for me over these years is, you know, to make sure and ask yourself every single week, which leads to what kind of money is coming in in sales, if you don't have a consistent business development sales process in your small business, you know, and you maybe kind of like start getting clients. And for me, this what this happened to me was in my consulting business. I'd get a client and then I would stop doing any sort of sales or business development activities. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. I'm servicing a customer. But the sad part is, is that really disrupts your cash flow. And so, you know, having a consistent, you know, amount of revenue coming in, especially if you're in consulting, that made it tough because you'd serve the client and then you'd have to go back and kind of get the mojo back to doing business development and sales activities, right? And it just made revenue very spotty. So, 
for me, it was remember that when you get a client, continue to do things, either automate or, you know, do them religiously so that you don't have the interruption in revenue. If you're in that type of business or, like now you flip it forward, you try to find some sort of a subscription or automatic model Mm -hmm. so that people are paying every single month. But that was a big one for me, and that was back before there were all these subscription-type businesses. And, and, you know, out Mm -hmm. of full disclosure, Connected Women of Influence is on, you know, a monthly dues-type business model. And, you know, we bake everything we can into benefits, but, you know, for us, it, it, it was great. And we were one of the first ones as an association to kind of offer you know, a monthly model like that. Most associations mm-hmm. offer a one-time annual renewal, right? and we got rid of that. So we made it that, you know, pay to play, but, you know, we bake everything in so that it makes it an easy payment every month to be a part of our association. Anyway, hope those are those are two. How many you want? I could go through like well, a no, thousand, but great, I got to talk fast. That kind of reminds me of myself in sales. Um, let's say with I sell real estate and also insurance, and a lot of times people in sales – they get, let's say with real estate, you get a client, you know, you, you opened up escrow, and then you forget that you still have to keep prospecting. You know, a lot exactly. of times agents, they get this one deal, they're all excited, they're counting their money, ooh, we got a 30-day escrow, and you forget about continuing to mail out, continuing to talk to people, and then the deal closes, you got the, now you got to start all over again. So you have to keep a consistent pattern of prospecting of making yep, sure you have exactly. clients so that and you know a lot of times people let's say with whether it's insurance or real estate a deal can fall through so you're bet- betting mm-hmm. on that you know counting the money the deal falls through and it's, oh my goodness now you got to start all over again so it is important to maintain your process an automatic process of, of um, prospecting so that you can continue to have clients that come in so that's excellent um, now yep. You said, uh, tell us a little bit about finding capital and the best time to to obtain um, financing. Yeah, no, this is a big one, too. You know, you think as a business owner, and again, a lot of this is from my, you know, commercial banking days, but, you know, I always hated it as a commercial lender when when I would have to say no, you know, to a small business owner because you knew they needed the money. You know, I've been through that and thinking I need financing to grow my business and expand, but... You know, for all of the listeners out there, it's like the worst time, you know, to try to go for business financing is when you need the money. Mm. And, you know, that was just such a, you know, telling some of my clients that and knowing that for myself um, has been, I guess that has been very beneficial to me as a small business owner. I'm great at finding financing, but it's because I know that when the times are good, then it's like that's great time to be able to have a good relationship with your bank you know, make sure you're talking to somebody and saying, hey, usually the bankers are calling on you at that point. And I, you know, I, I just see so many small business owners think, oh, I don't need that, a credit line, no, we're doing good. But then, you know, I mean, little things like a pandemic might come around. I mean, I thought, and that, that's another separate issue that I'd love to address. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you need the money is not the time to try to reach out and find a lender because if your sales are off or, you know, you have like with all of us who have dealt with increased pricing with almost everything, you know, and maybe our uh, rates haven't changed that in how our clients are paying that, you know, you got to, that's going to kind of hit you at some point, right? If you're making less right. and you aren't charging your customers more and that's hard. Some businesses, you know, we made the decision in CWI not to raise our member rates. I really mm-hmm. wanted to recognize loyalty, but that means we have less and less and less money coming in. And mm-hmm. everything has gone up in price. So we actually, our profits are way down. 
So just that's a learning lesson in dealing with lenders is that if you think you need money, and there's different types of loans, you know, not every bank is the same. You know, there are different things that banks have as experience that you would never know whether they just took a bath on your business type of business. And if you're trying to get financing with them, they might like be, nope, can't do the loan. And it sometimes has nothing to do with you. It has to do with their their experience and working with a business like yours if they have loan committees and things like that. So there's just a lot of little things like that. But the biggest one is, you know, don't go to the bank and don't try to get financing when you need it. You know, apply and get some of this. Yeah, when the good times are good, it's like take it in, get the credit lines, get things set up so that you have it when you need it. Okay, great. Now, uh, Michelle, we are going to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by (laughs) Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. Well, we're back to Smart Money Moves, and with us today is my very special guest, Ms. Michelle Berkwith, who is CEO and co-founder of Connected Women of Influence. Before we took our break, we were talking about finding (laughs) capital, and she brought up a very good point that the time to look for capital is not when you really need it. You know, you want to look for it when you things are going well and you're not in that desperate mood because I'm sure that if you really really need it you may be in a position where you may end up taking anything and because uh, out of desperation is that it basically um, I think or it's like you wouldn't be approved but you know then when you get into that oh. mode where you need it you get into you know weekly payment type you know high interest rate loans mm-hmm. or you know merchant yeah. credit card type of loans that are very high in interest and you know, not necessarily great. So, you you know, you just want to kind of like, you know, I, I almost call it like people say you need to have a sales plan. Well, you need a financing plan because not having a financial management and financing plan can hurt your business. And I don't think enough people talk about that. Mm, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, uh, the last few years, you know, we went through the pandemic, everything shut down, Ew. 2020, Ew. a lot of us were sitting around the house <laughs> in our pajamas, doing Zoom calls, <laughs> putting on Yeah, weight. we were. I know I did. <laughs> so, I did, uh, too. How, I put on the 80s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how oh has business changed? How has your business changed since the pandemic? You know, I mean, this is, I think it's a really interesting question. And you'd think at some point we're so sick of talking about the pandemic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, my God, it was here, it's gone. But, but it's not gone. I mean, the impact, right. Kimberly, from the pandemic has changed so much, right? I mean, business is different now. How business is done is different. I know for, mm-hmm. for us, CWI, it was a huge impact. I mean, we went from, you know, launching our Inland Empire in California uh, market region in February 2020. And I remember driving home and going, oh, my God, I feel like we are complete as an organization. (laughs) Like, we've got L.A. chapter. We've got Orange County. It's like we've got San Diego, our flagship group that when we started. And here we've launched Inland Empire and driving home. And two weeks later, you know, we're a week and two out for our Women of Influence Awards, and they're telling us we have to shutter in place and that as an organization putting on events, 
no events can be put on. They're like, they're da- they're done. And right. we all know what 2020 and beyond did. I think what is fascinating, and it really impacted us. I mean, 50% of our sales were event revenue. And so we mm. immediately in 2020, we lost 50% of our revenue and we hung together, you know, like most people did with Zoom, which I still can't believe we did. But, you know, the impact of that is still reaching for us because, mm-hmm. you know, relationship building, networking, going to meetings, hosting corporate events or awards or conferences or any of that, it's still, you know, really hard getting people to come back in person. People want to come back in person, but mm-hmm. are they willing on a consistent basis right. to do it? And so we found right. that to be quite the journey. We're still not where we were. We used to have 80 people at a lunch meeting where, right. you know, we get 12 maybe 15, sometimes eight people to come to a lunch. Wow. And, you know, yeah, it's just a big difference. And I don't think it's anything we're doing differently. Chambers, right. you know, it's getting better. Like this year, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super enthused about this year, but, you know, the impact from the pandemic was just crazy. And then now all this crazy increase in prices and inflation and dealing mm-hmm. with hotels, you know, right. that's really been a huge impact to us because hotels are so expensive now. They're just like blown out expensive. Right. Um, okay, well, just in case our listeners may want to reach you after our show, how would you like our listeners to contact you? I love it. So if you go to our <laughs> website, which I know there is a link to the show on our show page, and you can you see a little purple button and it would say, you know, uh, attend, uh, attend an event and as our guest. And so we'd love if anybody's interested to reach out and, you know, whether you're in L.A. or you're national, you're in a different state, you know, we serve – women on a national level and then also throughout Southern California for in-person meetings. But yeah, that's the best way to see us and it's connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Great, great. Now going back to some of the changes since the pandemic, I know you talked about the increase in prices and, you know, the the hospitality (laughs) industry really got hit hard because I was even involved Mm -hmm. prior to everything shutting down with uh, in the process of planning uh, a couple of conferences, one was our family reunion, and another one was an organization I'm a part of, and of course everything shut down. And then when everything opened up, uh, <laughs> it was interesting how what changed, at least with the hotels, some of the hotels we were able to get our money back, canceled, they understood. But then when everything opened up, it's like, well, we don't give your money back. Now it's, it's uh, deposit non-refundable now. <laughs> So they got a lot. Yeah, yeah. They became strict. The prices mm-hmm. went up. The food was crazy. There were some hotels that literally just closed down the restaurants. So they had to outsource uh, to caterers to have meals, and they had right. to service charges. So it was just really crazy. I'm sure you might have run across that also, where the prices of the food at these restaurants or hotels just really went up. You know. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, about, I mean, the hotels. The hotels basically, you know, did it in such a way, even with the increased fees, like, oh, you want the room set up this way. Here's a now, this is new, it's a setup fee. And they never did that before. Right. Which I understand. Hotels had a huge impact, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at it and you look at you're paying for the price of a lunch that now is being charged to for the price of a dinner along Mm -hmm. with other incidental fees. So, I mean, they basically put their pricing, you know, that was their choice to do, but it, you know, said we can't. That's not something we can do right now to afford. So right. we had to make yeah. um, other decisions and look around where else to have our meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone has been hit hard with that. And I know you mentioned that 
you're, you're not getting as many people coming out. I think you, there are a lot of people who still are a little nervous about the whole mm-hmm. COVID thing. And even though it's like, okay, COVID is over with, you know, that was announced, uh, what, 2022. I, I know there are still people who are a little nervous about coming out and being in contact with people. Because this organization, it's really beneficial when you are face-to-face with people and you get to know people and you talk to people. Zoom is great, but it's kind of impersonal, you know. And I love being in an environment where you can actually touch people and talk to people. And that's really what's good about CWI is that we have so many different events you know, our luncheons, our dinners, different things that you had. and um, But I believe it will come back. I believe in time we'll be back and even greater than we were before. I think it will, and I think just one more thing to add, Kimberly, is that, you know, the impact of the pandemic has, is still, to me this is like a subtle thing, but it also impacts you financially, and that is, you know, we serve at the pleasure of our members, right? And so mm-hmm. we were hugely impacted as a business, but so were our members. And we've had a lot of women, you know, who are right. business owners that they've decided, oh, my gosh, I mean, their portfolios of clients dried up. They mm-hmm. aren't getting the business they used to because other, you know, I mean, when money starts to close up, it's like that rolls downhill. And so for our members, I mean, the hurt you know, among that. And then in addition to that, also seeing how women, and I'm just, because that's the lane I live in, is like seeing how women really have like literally turned their lives and their professions inside out and upside down. Like Mm -hmm. what what we as as a human race now are willing to do or not willing to do has forever changed. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, people say, I want it to get back to normal. It's like it will never be normal again. It's, right. it's the right. new normal, it's the new and normal. I think that's how people are, yeah, they're acting different. Like, you know, I mean, this is silly, but I just, I laugh when people go, oh, i got to come to the meeting. No, gosh, and i got to shower and i got to get cleaned up. Really? But that that is how people think because they, we all spent so much time in our homes. You know, it, it was just a regular thing we did, and now it's kind of like it's still kind of a big deal, which I can't believe mm-hmm. I'm saying that, but... You know, people tell me that, and I just go, wow, okay. You know, not that the shower is optional, but you got to get ready. you got to get cleaned up. you got to get out the door. you got to get in the car and go to where you need to go. And right. now it's like you could do Zoom easily or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, and and it's just tough because people are like, I'm sick of Zoom, yet are they willing to go out like they did before the pandemic? And the answer right. for a lot of that is no, which does impact right. everybody financial-wise. So, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a little sick. I mean, and it's interesting. I feel like I'm working harder now because instead of, like, going to a meeting, just have a Zoom. Sometimes I'll have three, four, or five Zoom meetings in a week, sometimes two or three in one day, and I'm sure you may have that same experience. And then you're Zoomed out. You're like, I am right, done. Right. Like, I don't want any more Zoom, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. And then I've had some Zooms where they don't want you to put your picture up because they want to see you, and, you know, you may not, maybe you weren't dressed or maybe your hair is looking crazy. <laughs> And they don't even want you to put your picture Oh, up, yes, so. <laughs> for sure on that one, for sure on that one. But, you know, the beauty of the Zoom is you only have to dress from the waist up. So there true, is a benefit true. there, and I do enjoy that. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're wearing that's down right. there, so that's how that that's is. Right. Exactly. Well, what um, would you do different with the do-over? If you had a do-over, what would you do differently? You mean for all the years or just through the pandemic? Um, You tell me, whatever, you know. You know. I think, well, I think it's for CWI to keep it focused on that one because the others are kind of done. But, you know, I think as a business owner, what I feel we got away from um, coming out of the pandemic was, you know, which is good and bad. Like our focus was on how our members were doing and really taking care of the people that are part of our community and how can we, 
you know, can we support you in any way? Is there something else we can do? I mean, we were killing ourselves with Zoom meetings to keep everybody engaged, you know, through that. But I think now just showing up and being a human to say that everybody is going through something right now, you know, Uh I think if I look back on it, what I wish I would have done in the last probably year and a half is kind of gone back and, and like I said, the example earlier where, you know, you need to always stay focused on business development and sales. I got away from that coming out of the pandemic because I was just so focused on keeping, quote, our band together, so to speak, as an organization mm-hmm. that, I right. that I really didn't focus on the business development side of it. And so now I'm doing exactly what I said I didn't want to do, which is, you know, kind of kind of like exercise that muscle again of sales and business development because I haven't been doing it consistently for the mm-hmm. last year and a half, which is sad. So okay. that, but that's my problem. Yeah. And, you know, you learn from that. So I don't know, as far as anything else, I always say I have never made one single mistake in business for 30 years. People go, what? <laughs> and I go, but I have had a gazillion learning lessons. And that's really how I think anybody that's trying to build a business, you know, you're going to make mistakes and that can be a good thing. Because you mm-hmm. learn for it, from it and you move on, right? Or you tweak it or you modify it or you adapt it. And that's, at least for me, what's worked for 30 years. Okay, great. Now, I know there was a big accomplishment that took place uh, last year. You had <laughs> celebrated our 15th year anniversary of, a, as a, of an organization. And I was there. I drove down, drove from You LA. were there. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. It was great. And that beautiful dress. I remember the beautiful dress. That was so, <laughs> so timely. I just loved the color on you. And I went, oh, my God. And, you know, thank you because you've been a special part of our association. But, yeah, I can't believe we've been around for it will be 16 this year. It's like every year is just different, wow. you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, so looking forward to having 15 more, 20 more years. You know, it's a really wonderful organization. Um, uh, I really like the women, you know, the meetings, you know, the meetings that I was going to before the pandemic. I really uh, just enjoyed it. You know, it was just uh, – and w- what it is about uh, CWI, everybody's so willing to reach out and help you. And I've been a part mm-hmm. of other organizations where you didn't really have that. You know, if you had a question or a challenge, people would jump in and say, hey, well, why don't you do this? Or, you know, I had this experience. And that's what's really good about CWI. So any women out there who are business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, by all means, you know, contact. I'll give uh, Michelle an opportunity to give her contact information again. But it's a really an excellent organization um, where we come oh, together, we you, meet, we have our dinners, our lunches. Our, and then, the, and I'm going to actually on the, what is it, the, the Sue Talks, I'm going to do that one day. <laughs> All right. Put it out there, girl. And we're, we're revamping yeah. that one to figure that one out with the hotels as well, you know. They yeah, just, like yeah. I said, I mean, we we did eight years of it. We even did our Sue Talks through the pandemic. And not mm-hmm. to be able to have them affordable now is just heart-stopping. But, you know, it's going to come around again. So, you know, if it's not now, it will be soon, one of these days. So thanks yeah, for what you say yeah. and for you being a special yeah. part of our association. So for people to know, Sue Talk is like the TED Talks. You know, people, most people have heard of TED Talks, where people get up and they give their presentation or speech. We have what we call Sue Talks. You know, where um, how many minutes is it? Ten minutes? How long do they have to speak? It's down to ten minutes now, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can say a lot in 10 minutes. So I, one day I will do exactly. a Zoom talk. Definitely Good, I will do nice. a Zoom talk. I love so, you putting um, it out there. We'll, we'll make sure that <laughs> Yeah, happens. I have to now. <laughs> so um, tell exactly. us again how our listeners can reach you after the show. 
Yeah, so there's a couple ways. They can go to our website and there's a contact us. You know, you can do that. Or my email is Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at connectedwomenofinfluence.com if you have any questions about our association or how we can support you. So thank you for having me as your guest today. This was a this was a treat. Yeah. Now is there any last words you'd like to say to our audience? Yes, I would, of course. There's always like wise advice. I think, you know, as just a wrap up, you know, to me this is the part that I think is so important for us as women in business and that is you know, a community surrounding yourself with other peers is so invaluable. You know, people say, I don't want any more friends, but professional <laughs> relationships that, you know, are peer-driven, where it's like like begets like, where you're kind of in mm-hmm. the same boat, you know, we can really learn from each other. So, you know, my message is find your tribe, you know, find people that are real and authentic and they're building and doing, trying to do the same thing you are and whether that's a small intimate group or, you know, a big, large organization, and especially for women, if you want that kind of place where people understand you, hear you, and support you, um, that's us. So find find that kind of tribe. It's it's incredible for how it helps you build your business. How's that? Right. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'll reinforce what Michelle said. It's a great organization. Um, I know there are a lot of organizations out there, but I love Connected Women of Influence, and the ladies are wonderful. You have a variety of businesses that um, are part of the organization. You have an opportunity to network, learn different things that can help you grow your business. And I would say, by all means, you know, contact Michelle, the information that she gave, and you won't regret it. Okay? So, uh, but wow. thank you so much, Michelle. And I didn't even thank pay you. you to say that. <laughs> You sure didn't. (laughs) But you know what? That's our show for today. And I'd like to say thank you to Ms. Michelle Berkwith for being our special guest. And a special thanks uh, to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. Um, After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.